because that's going to be the biggest game changer of how much. So the big question is what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? To get the answers, we interview top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. Listen, we believe every agent should make a minimum of $100,000 per year and we're on a mission to make this happen. We've already helped over 100 agents achieve this with our coaching. So if you want to fast track your business growth, get to your first $100,000 in GCI or add another $100,000 in GCI using social strategies, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Also, just make sure to follow us, hit that subscribe button and if you get any value from this at all, please tell a friend and leave us a review. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Elite Agent Secrets show. Today, we've got Jenna Joanning with us. She's been in real estate for nine years, closed 440 deals with a grand total of 105 million plus. This fire solo agent has come to drop the bombs for you today. We're going to be discussing routine, mental health, and systems. So strap in. It's going to be a good one. Joanna, thank you for jumping on the show with us today. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you guys? Today, today's going to be fun. We know what topics you're going to be covering. And I was just saying, it's a repeated theme that if there are some guests that are coming on the show and they're talking about the same things or those things are showing up in your life, you better shut the fuck up and listen. But before we dive into your topics, give us a little bit of context. How did you get here? Um, how did you get started and why? Why did you even get into real estate to begin with? Sure. So I actually uh, was a 4K, 5K teacher back in another lifetime ago. Um, And when I moved to uh, the current area that I'm in, which is the Milwaukee, um, Southeast Wisconsin area, uh, that's when I switched into the real estate. So they say teachers make a pretty good real estate agent. And I happen to agree. (laughs) That's awesome. You're very probably systematic, very organized, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I can't imagine. So like walk us a little bit through like, what was your first year like? Like, did you come out of the gates, 105 million in sales or did you struggle a little bit and maybe close? Yeah. Year one, 440 deals. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very natural here. Um, No. So when I moved to the area, I only knew one person. So I didn't have a sphere or anybody to go off of family, anything like that. So I really um, leaned into a CRM program. Um, it's called it's called Boomtown. Um, so I really figured out that gamification in uh, online leads. So that's where I really hit hard um, and just kind of finding the gold through CRMs. I love <laughs> talking about online leads because that's one of the big topics that we are all about. Just like yourself, I moved into a brand new area, knew nobody, launched ads. I didn't use Boomtown. We just used specifically just Facebook ads, which I know Boomtown has that. It's a component, right? Yeah. But let me ask you this. Why were you crazy enough to actually do internet leads when everybody else says those things don't work? They don't convert. They don't right. convert and every other excuse. It's all about the follow-up. It's a long-term game. So sure, you can get some, you know, possible leads or deals under contract in the next, you know, two to three months. That's probably not likely. 
I have people that I have been helping since for five years now. It's all about the follow-up game. So it's not just, you know, one phone call and it's going to be done. Absolutely does happen, but that's like one in a million that it actually actually goes through with, right? So it's all about staying face-to-face in touch with these clients um, and helping them throughout the process. Well, and I always say whether it's now or in 10 years, I'm here to help throughout the whole whole timeline. So um, just again, following up, having those drips set for you. So you're always providing value over and over again. The, the so whole my, my natural, so, sorry, my natural step to ask you is like, what does your follow-up even look like? Cause we hear that all the time. Yeah. Follow-up, follow-up, fo- money's in the follow-up. You got to follow up. Like, are you just calling them once or twice and then done? Are you calling them once a month? Like, so what is a, that? For sure. For So if it's a brand new online lead, um, six phone calls, probably around six emails and around three to four text messages. I'm definitely leaning more into the video now. Um, obviously, that's where it's at too. So um, for sure, that first video that goes out is a text message. Um, so then, and then just following up on that. Once I get a hold of the client, then I'm figuring out the time frame because that's going to be the biggest game changer of how much I'm following up, right? If they, everybody says buyers are liars. So <laughs> no matter what their time frame is, you know, divide it by two, cut it in half. Um, otherwise, once I make phone call of uh, contact with them, I'm following up probably in the next two to three days, just verifying that they're getting the listing updates. Then probably in a week, I'm verifying, okay, is this the criteria that you actually want? Or are you starting to see that we need to expand or narrow down? Um, once I get a time frame, like I said, let's say it's, what month are we in? March. <laughs> let's say that they're six months out. I'm going to be following up every two weeks. And then at the three-month mark is when I'm going to set that buyer. Let's say it's a buyer. I'm going to set that buyer appointment so that we are in touch getting together. Because once you close on a home, let's say we get into the offer today, close in April, their first payment's not until June. We need to gauge that whole time frame. So when someone says, I want to be in by June, okay, does that mean you actually want to be in? Or do you want your monthly payments to start? Or do you want to accept an offer? Like, what does that really mean? So... When it comes to actual, I guess I want to I want to take it back one step again yeah. for context for the listeners. Year one, year two, year three, roughly how many deals do you think you did then? Um, you year in, one, online so lead, came in swimming. So what did you manage to pull out? So year one, um, I started in April. I did eleven deals. Um, okay. Year two, I did thirty six deals. In year three, I think it was around 53 deals. Wow. Okay. So between year one and year two, did you hire? Um, so year one, no. Year two, I got an assistant. In year three, I got an assistant and a buyer's agent. Um, yeah. And I take that back. I just looked it up. Year one, 11 deals. Year two, 37 deals. And year three, 67 deals. 67 in yeah. year three. Ah, you track too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I track everything. Color code and track. <laughs> this, a true modern agent. This yes. is this is what we are all about. You're like the dream because this is basically what we craft and carve everyone into who, you know, becomes part of our you know coaching program or our organization. It's about like, how do we turn them into business owners? And big part of that is knowing your output and input. Like yeah. tracking everything you do. Like we're like we said, we I mean we've been doing Facebook ads, uh, Facebook, Instagram for 
on just in the real estate side for north of three years. And like, we know it inside out, back to front, left, right, you know, every yeah. which way it comes at this point. And we're now delving into the YouTube side of stuff. But again, there's two of us. So we, we've got the bandwidth for one of us to kind of go away and, and do that. And it's just, it just gives such amazing leverage, right? And like the fact that you're like a brand new agent within three years, you'd already done over a hundred deals total, just goes to show the fact that like, you don't need to wait around anymore. Yeah. Like you can get going and make a, a, a good income within your first year, two years. And like, you are crushing it. You know, you are doing six figures within year two, right? Yeah. At your deals that like you were doing solidly in the six figures. In fact, in year one, you might've done six figures depending on your commission check, right? Um, correct. I did not only because of the, um, well, I started in April, but, um, the splits that I was on with the team that I was at, um, so that, yeah. And then, but year two, yes, I did. There you go. So it's, it's interesting because you went from 11 to 37. Did you just do more of what you did to get the 11 to go to 37? Yep. Because then you went from 37 to 67, right? Yes. So were there any significant changes between year one, year two, other than you had less than four months uh, behind you when you started your career? Sure. Um, definitely. I mean, I got to know the area, right? Um, so that that helped. Um, but yes, obviously the four months that I didn't have in the first year uh, and then just figuring out that gamification of the CRM. You know, I dove in and created the drips, created the system, created that follow-up. And then I was able to, you know, put it into high speed the next year. Got it. And regarding your video follow-up, like when leads come in, do you just have like a generic, hey, how are you? This is Jenna type of video. Or do you actually like take the phone with the camera every single time and say, hey, Pete, how are you? This is Jenna. And just make it a little bit more personalized. I have a generic one. Um, yeah. So it's already set in a template. I just have to push send. <laughs> I love it. Have the you reason ever... why I'm asking this, the reason why I'm asking this question is because Andrew and I, we talk about scalability and leverage all the time. Yep. So while you think that you need to say the person's name on the initial contact, you probably don't. But as you kind of start working with them, they get to know you, they get to understand. And most people don't give a shit if it's a generic template because they have no idea where you can host. I'm assuming you're hosting the video on like YouTube or Vimeo or something along those lines, or even yeah, my CRM that I have now um, is able to save and host uh, itself. Um, However, so in the video that I send out is also a text message so they can actually see words, right? And then their name is in that text message because it just pulls from the online lead. Um, Yeah, which is a dynamic value in your CRM. You said it, you forget it, and you're good to go. So it still looks personalized (laughs) enough. Right. You've just gone fucking full nerd. <laughs> full nerd. Like you've just taken it, like, you know what I mean? You are on the wrong podcast, son. I swear I got at this point, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, I want to take this a step back because actually with the whole dynamic values and stuff, although it's cool, there's a bit of a golden rule where it's like you should do stuff that doesn't scale to start, right? So when you're only dealing with so many people, you should sell, send a custom video saying, Hey Pete, how you doing? that scales at the beginning because listen that's you've got time for that one of the best apps i think to be fair i'm going to say it's the best because it's basically the only one that i know that does it and it is actually a very good spit of software is bonjoro right fantastic you can basically have an online lead come in you get notified it'll give you their details you can integrate you do all that crazy stuff 
And then basically it'll give you the name and you can send it, you know, pick up your phone, you press the record button, it adds it into like a template and you press and it sends it. And it's its whole, that's its whole purpose mm-hmm. is to basically scale up customized video messaging. And this is something we recommend as a fantastic app to use for highly personalized, but also efficient. You're not looking in your CRM for all this stuff. It literally, the whole app cert purpose is you send the stuff to it and you just do it and you click a video and send and done. Um, which we absolutely love. So with that being said, I want to dive in to your first topic, which is morning routine and time blocking. Something that we discuss um, discuss a good amount because of basically how important it is. And I'm definitely interested to hear your take on how you do it because there is definitely not a one size fits all. Even me and Peter are very different on this front. So let's have it. <laughs> sure. Um, so I learned very, very early on, and this probably comes from my teaching part of it is time blocking. Um, so my calendar is very color coded. Each color means a different thing and it's blocked out. It's an appointment. So even if it's a workout, even if it's <laughs> Netflix, it's an appointment. It's on my calendar. That's my, you know, that's my time. I don't ever have to tell a client, Hey, I'm going to go do this personal thing. No, I have an appointment and an appointment is it's blocked off. It's, it, you just can't move it. Obviously, there are things that can be is you know movable, um, and those are my yellow <laughs> things that I can push it back or whatever I need to do. Um, from nine to noon um, is kind of my prospecting time. Um, so that's when I'm on the CRM, following up, uh, checking any emails. Um, from so let's say so I wake up at seven thirty. I don't know if that that's probably late for a lot of people, but I don't care. I learned also very on early on when I was doing high volume um, and we'll go to the next topic is the mental health. I hit a big, big health wall, um, just being so stressed out doing things uh, on my own. So getting back into a health routine. So I wake up at seven 30 and then that's when I'm checking those initial emails. I go to a workout class at nine, I'm back by 10. And then from 10 to noon slash one is kind of that prospecting time. So Green is for the money making, right? So that, that's the color code uh, in that morning time. And then comes appointments. So blue is for buyers, greens for listings, purple are like you guys are purple. I can't move it. It's just stuck. It's in my calendar. There's no uh, showing up late to it, right? So, and then red is uh, any type of um, must mandatory. So, like a closing, I don't have anything, any flexibility on that either. Do you ever compromise the time that you have blocked? Like, let's say a client calls you at 10 a.m. and you're supposed to be, quote unquote, prospecting. Are you taking that call? Absolutely. My clients come first. So, I mean, if it's not something that's, like I said, in the purple or red where I cannot move it, then I'm flexible on those things. So I I always say my schedule revolves around my clients um, unless it's in my calendar for another reason. And what are some of those non-negotiables that are red, that are purple? Is it just like client appointments or listing appointments or anything else falls under that category? Sure. So, I mean, it could be doctor visits. It's going to be closings. It's, you know, here with you guys. So things that are taking up other people's time that I really like showings that can be a little bit flexible, right? If I tell a client, hey, I'm running 15 minutes late, that's flexible. Whereas like this, right? We're, we're starting on a specific time. It can't be moved around. So that's why they're those colors. And what, what were some of the, I know you mentioned like, you know, whether it's Netflix or whatever you're putting it in, is there certain things irrespective that you do every day? So it's like between 11 and 12 is lead gen, between 12 and one is X and Y, or are you more of a, I guess a broader where it's like, I just need to get X, Y, Z done today. 
How does that work for you? And then also, I guess, for our listeners, what would you recommend are, I know it might sound quite obvious, but are the non-negotiables that our listeners should be doing every day, come hell or high water, I don't care. You have to do this shit every day if you want to be successful. Yeah, I would definitely say some kind of workout. Again, going to the second subject we'll talk about. Um, and then also, and then having that three to four hour prospecting time. So obviously everyone knows real estate is very fluid, whether it's the day, whether it's the week, whether it's the month, whether it's the season, whether it's the year, right? Like it can change in a split second. So having that time, do I always go to my nine o'clock class? No, not always. I go to the noon class. So like there's things that I can adjust, but it's going to be done that day. It's just, when is it going to be done? That's what's in my calendar. Got it. Okay. So when you're doing your three to four hours, because you're obviously not cold calling, is that basically lead follower? Because you're not doing the lead generation, are you, with regards, like you're not actually doing outbound, it's the Facebook ads and you're doing the lead gen. So is it for your prospecting daily, is that follow-up essentially on the lead? Yes. So everything is in my CRM as a to-do. So yep. that's where the follow-up comes. So I can go in, I can see I've got 30 tasks today, whether it's phone calls with people, emails, or a text message, some type right. of follow-up. Um, that's what's being done is the task. Um, and then anyone that's in my, so in this DRM, it shows me who's recently or very active right now on the site. Like they might be looking at a house right now. I send a text message and say to them, Hey, did you check out one, two, three main street? I know they did. I can see that they're looking at it right now. <laughs> so that it's that type of follow-up that's happening at that time too. And then, okay. So then on day by day, do you also time block or schedule, I guess, week by week? I'm all, I, I want to kind of expand the topic just a little bit, if that's all right, with regards yeah. like also goal setting, because I think morning routine time blocking is is basically a leading indicator for goals that you've got, right? Because they're, they're kind of, these are what I want to hit and these are the actions I have to take daily. That's where a routine should stem from, right? It's like, hey, I want to do 100 deals this year. This is what that looks like from a lead generation perspective and an outbound, whatever those are. So do you time block like, um, or time block or schedule month by month as well, or quarter by quarter or, or, or anything like that? Or do you tend to just keep it daily or weekly at most? Daily, for sure, daily and weekly. Um, I also am a little bit different where I've changed my goals to have like that live life fullest type of uh, okay. life balance uh, a little bit more. So I don't scale now trying Overall, I know where I'm probably going to fall year to year. Um, if I want to do some more, I can hit it hard, a little bit harder. If I want to take it back a notch, I can do that. So kind of having that flexibility. So going back to your point, um, time blocking more so daily and weekly rather than monthly or quarterly. And, and was that the same when you were starting as well? Because you've now hit a, a kind of a, a point in your life, in your real estate agent career, real estate career where a lot of agents who are listening are probably that's their goal. It's mm-hmm. like to get that income, like they've made, they're making a crazy amount of money or a lot of money. They've got everything financially covered. They're doing what they want. They can do holidays. If you've got children, wife, partner, whatever that may be, that's kind of all covered now. So you're now saying, actually, I get to choose time and not money. And that that's kind of gone. Like I'm going to spend a little bit less time closing deals and a little bit more time doing it, what I want to do. Um, but was it like that to begin with? Was, was Did you have that standard from the start or is this something with the financial growth that you've kind of implemented? Um, so I would say in the beginning, it was definitely more, let's see, I want to hit 
70 deals. Let's break that down per month. Let's break that down per, you know, per transaction or deal per week. What how many accepted offers do I need? How many phone calls do I need to make? Um, I was also on team in the beginning too, that we tracked everything in terms of you need to make at least 30 phone calls. What does that translate? What's your conversion rate? Um, I was, they say three to 5% is kind of the average conversion rate on CRMs. I was at 11 to 14%. So I knew that if I was making those phone calls, what that would convert into. So it wasn't necessarily on my calendar, but if I want to hit those goals, I need to make that many phone calls. And before Hold on, because you, you just no. so casually fucking breezed no. over this. And no, you can't. 1%. Yeah, but that's topic three, baby. That's topic three. <laughs> okay. Not topic two. So... Which which I knew Peter was going to be like, hang on, 11 to 14 percent. I got to find out. I got to know. <laughs> I could see him. I mean, for those that are armed watching us on YouTube, go and check out our channel, Elite Agent Secrets. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in gaining access to our courses and coaching 100% free, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.